Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about making peace with your past. I've talked about this topic before, but when I did my meditation and asked what topic do people really need to hear about this is what came up immediately the problem when we don't heal our past is that it comes back to haunt us we end up taking issues from the past with us into the present into the future it affects every area of our lives when we don't heal the issues from the past, we end up projecting a lot of the issues that we haven't dealt with onto other people. And as I know you've heard me say before, if you don't heal your past, you're going to cut bleed all over people who didn't cut you. And it seriously is true. When we don't deal with those issues, they come back up to surface. You may be going along in your life feeling like everything's going fine, And then all of a sudden, something comes up, a trigger, and you realize that you're not fine, and things start bubbling over, and all of these emotions spill out, and it's very unhealthy, and also it can be very uncomfortable. So it's important that you deal with your past. So many people feel like if I just ignore it, it'll go away, or it won't affect me. And that simply couldn't be farther from the truth. The truth is, if you're ignoring it and you're not dealing with it, it's going to show up in other ways in your life. It may show up in that it blocks you from being the happiest and most abundant person you can be because you haven't dealt with it. It's going to show up in one way, shape, or form. So it's important that you deal with it. One of the things that happens when we don't deal with the past is that we experience a lot of regret. When we keep looking back and saying what I should have done, what I could have done, you feel a sense of sadness, anger, regret, and it's not helping you heal. It's just making you feel those emotions that aren't really doing anything useful for you. In order to truly heal, you have to go through the emotions of whatever it was you were feeling. And I honestly believe that's the part that people don't want to deal with. They don't want to deal with the emotions that come up whenever they're dealing with something from their past. And I get it. It's painful. You don't want to have to go through that. You won't have to experience it again. But if you don't, you're never going to heal it. And what's that expression? You have to feel it to heal it? It's true. It would be easy just to say, let me take this pill, let me do this quick thing, and it'll heal. If healing were that easy, everyone would be healed. You wouldn't see people walking around carrying their past with them. Because nobody wants to have to carry all of the burden of their past. That's heavy baggage. But in order to get rid of that baggage, you have to do the work. And that's where I think a lot of people just stop. 
people will come to me all the time for help. And they will say, listen, this is what I need. And I don't understand why I'm not achieving things in my life. And right away, I'll pick up on the fact that they're bringing the past with them. And I'll tell them, you need to heal the past. You need to work through your emotions about this particular situation. You've got a lot of resentment. And they don't want to hear that. They'll say, well, can't you just do Reiki and get rid of the feeling? To which I say, no. Um, I mean, we can do Reiki and we can help you feel more balanced, but you're going to have to actually look at whatever it is that's causing you these emotions in order to get rid of them, to work through them. And I can help you do that. But there's not a magic thing you can do. Like there's, I can't just do Reiki on you or you can't take a pill or whatever. If it were that easy, no one would have any issues. It's not that easy. So one of the things that you really have to do is to look at the situation for what it was, which most often is a lesson. There's something that we had to learn, and that's why we had to go through whatever it was we went through. As I was listening on the way to work to a podcast today, one of the things I heard was, God's rejection is your protection. And it's true. We get rejected for things to protect us from things that aren't for our highest good. And it's hard to understand that at the time, but it's absolutely true. But oftentimes when things don't work out for us, we are left feeling bad about ourselves or we take it personally like it's some kind of statement of who we are and that simply isn't true. One of the things that I highly recommend, and I know you've heard me talk about this before if you've listened to my podcast at all, is you've heard me talk about the idea of going through radical forgiveness. I love this because it's a free website. It gives you free tools, free worksheets to work through whatever situation you're trying to go through and to forgive. It's online. You can download the worksheets, but I'm going to go through them with you today. Like I thought I would just go over what it does so you get an idea of how this can help you. One of the things that it asks you to do is to fully write out your situation, like what happened, what was the upset, and tell it from your victim standpoint only. You know, one of the things that we really have to learn how to do is to get out of being the victim. But I love that in this worksheet, the very first thing they do is have you write the story in the way that you would tell it to someone else. And you know you're going to do that in which you're the victim, right? That's just how we are. That's human nature. We want to tell every story like, this is what happened to me. Can you believe this? And that's what they want you to do at first is retell the story from your victim standpoint only. And then the person you're confronting, it's like they want you to imagine that you're confronting this person. And I love this because you don't actually have to confront anyone. You don't have to go to anyone and ask for forgiveness or tell them you're sorry or seek forgiveness. You're doing this all for yourself. And you can do this alone. 
And you can envision that the person that you need forgiveness from or that you're seeking forgiveness from is standing in front of you, but you don't actually have to physically be there. And the first thing that it asks you to do after you've told the story from your victim point of view is to confront this person and say, I'm upset with you because... And in this way, it's like you're really getting out your emotions. Like, why are you upset? What is the upset? And because of what you did, I feel this way. And then it really gets at your emotions. Because I think for so many of us, we don't even know what we're really feeling. We know we're unhappy. We know that someone has hurt our feelings and made us upset. But we don't actually know what those feelings are. So I think that this is a great way to acknowledge, hey, you did this to me and I feel this way. And then it goes through acknowledging your own humanness, which I again love because we are human. It is human nature to immediately go into that victim mentality. And it's human nature for us to want to Retaliate, right? If someone does something to us, then we want to get them back. That's just human nature. That's not what we should do, but that's where we immediately want to go. So this identifies that, you know? And we openly and lovingly recognize our feelings, and we don't judge the fact that we have feelings. Because part of this whole process, when people are upset and angry and mad, One of the things that we do, I think, is we feel guilty for being angry or upset or mad. We think that we shouldn't have these feelings, and the truth is you're going to have these feelings. And it's okay to acknowledge your feelings. What's not okay is to stay in those feelings forever. Because it's those feelings of victimhood, anger, resentment. That's what's going to keep you stuck. When you can learn to acknowledge that you have those feelings and that it's okay to feel those feelings at first, but we don't stay there, that's when things are going to get better. And then it's acknowledging that you own your own feelings. Nobody can make you feel anything. Your feelings are a reflection of how you see the situation. So then it's taking ownership and not being the victim anymore but saying that I acknowledge that I'm feeling this way because I'm choosing to feel this way. And then talking about that your discomfort is a signal that you're holding, withholding love from yourself and from the person that you're dealing with. And by judging and holding expectations and wanting this person to change, and that you're now seeing this person as less than perfect. It's like acknowledging the fact that, hey, this person is human too. I'm human and they're human, and maybe it's the fact that we're both human, that these things occurred, that this situation happened, and that these feelings are happening. And then you take the story and you collapse it and you understand that it's possible that you made this story a bigger event than it actually was, that maybe you blew it up to be more than what it was because of your humanness and because of those feelings that you attach to it. 
So you go through and try to interpret things that you made up about the situation that didn't actually happen. And we do this. Our, this is, again, a human nature thing. We tend to take what people say or do as a reflection of something within us. So maybe it's not really that you were super upset about what the person did. Maybe it's that when the person did this, you felt like it meant that they didn't see your worth. Because maybe you don't see your worth. It's a trigger that comes in to bring up things from us, from our own experiences, that we're not comfortable with or that we know we need to change about ourselves. And we talked about soulmates in our lives will come in sometimes simply to teach us lessons. And so doing that, they might trigger us, and that's okay. But then it takes you through the core negative beliefs that you made up from the story. And they could be things like, I will never be enough, or it's not safe to be me, or people always abandon me. It's a whole list of things. And it's amazing how when you go through this, you see, oh, you know what? The situation did make me feel this way, and it made me feel this way. And before that, you may have just been looking at the situation and saying, yeah, it made me feel bad, but you don't know exactly what it made you feel. And here you're looking at it and saying, oh, no, it did this, it did this. And then it opens you up to reframe the story. It opens you up to forgive yourself and the person who needs to be forgiven. And noticing that spiritual intelligence creates stories for us that are similar in circumstance to stories and other feelings that we've already experienced in our lives. And to understand that there's a purpose for this. That when someone triggers in you the parts of you that you don't like or that you've repressed or you've denied, that you see the truth. It's like those things you don't like in yourself, you see projected onto somebody else. And there's the old saying, if you spot it, you've got it. So it's like that person was a mirror, holding a mirror up to your face to show you the parts of you that you don't like. So now it's about forgiving not only the other person, but forgiving yourself. And being willing to understand that you came here with the intention to learn and to grow. And in order to do that, you had to go through this situation because it taught you something about yourself. It taught you to see the shadow side of yourself that you don't necessarily like, that you are here to help heal. You know, it teaches us to see things in ourselves that maybe we don't necessarily want to see, but we need to see. I know for myself, one of the things that I used to see that a lot of people taught in me that I didn't like was that I had a fear of abandonment from childhood. 
and <clears throat> it wasn't really a realistic fear. It's just one that I had had developed and something had happened in my life that triggered me to see that, hey, I had this fear and this was something that I needed to fix, something I needed to work on. And what I realized was that I'm never going to abandon my own self. And as long as I have myself, I have everything I need and that I can always take care of myself and I always have. So I realized that this was a fear that I had that was, it was unfounded, you know? It was something that I was just making bigger and I didn't want to project this onto anyone else that I, you know, anyone else that I would be working with or, you know, I just didn't want to keep projecting that onto other people. So I had to recognize in myself that I have to accept the people who made me feel this way and also I had to accept myself. And I can't begin to tell you how good it feels to heal this stuff. I truly believe that when you start working on this, so many areas of your life improve because you're no longer carrying around this heavy burden. And it is extremely heavy. It's heavy to carry it around and nobody wants to do that. So it's time to let that go. It's time to allow the past to heal and to make you stronger. Because really, when we're healing the wounds that we have from our past, the wounds that others have caused us, we are actually, in effect, healing those dark shadows within us, the things that we don't like, the things that we wish to change, because those are the things that others bring out in us. They bring it to light. Others are sometimes a mirror for us to see the things that we don't like in us or that we still need to heal. So when we heal our past, we're really healing our future as well. I want to thank all of you for being patient with me. Uh, I had to postpone my Facebook Live this evening. And... I don't think that the timing of this was any coincidence. As many of you know, and I've talked about frequently on here, that my son is dealing with anxiety. But we've recently learned that it's not just anxiety because he has anxiety, but rather he has been dealing with issues with... Um, a certain family member and it's been going on for a long time and it's mental abuse from a family member and it's taken its toll on him and we saw it with his grades slipping you know starting his freshman year you know he was always an a b student and freshman year his grades just bottomed out and he didn't fail everything by any means but for him Getting C's and a couple of D's, that's not his usual self. And it was just getting worse, and he was acting out as far as, like, in his behavior towards me, towards his sister, just in general. 
And we thought it was really just anxiety, but as it turns out, it was anxiety due to, you know, just taking someone talking down to him all the time. And we are dealing with that now and are seeking proper help for him. But I always want to be open with you to a degree so that you know know, my life isn't perfect either. And I go through things too. And luckily I have people in my life who are there for me and for my family who I can go to when times like this happen. And, you know, I was getting ready to do the live and I could tell that he was really struggling and I didn't want to leave that even just for a half an hour to go and do the live and come back. Like I didn't want to leave him. I wanted to be with him and make sure that everything was okay. And, you know, it's funny because all the things that I teach, he was going through, you know, he was allowing everything to pile up on him and he doesn't want to ask for help because he sees that as a sign of weakness and that he's always had to, you know, do things himself when he was with his dad. And it just, it's heartbreaking to see your child going through things, but at the same time, it's incredibly humbling and I'm proud to see that he's trying so hard to get better, to turn things around. He really is, and I have a lot of faith and hope knowing he's going to get better and things are going to be better, and he's going to do amazing things with his life. I know that, and I'm claiming that. I know that I see him just graduating and being this successful human who's just happy and helping others, and I told him that today. I said, you know, maybe... In you going through this, maybe you'll be able to help others someday who are going through the same thing. And, you know, maybe writing is good. He's a good, actually, he's very good with words. And I can see him writing a book someday, too. So I appreciate your patience with this. And those of you who have kids, you know, they come first. So I wanted to take the time to make sure he knew, number one, that he's my number one priority and also to support him because he really needed it. And I could feel the love coming in from those of you who are sending well wishes, so thank you for that. And after talking with him and coming up with a plan for him, I feel better and I think he feels a lot better. And so, you know, if if there's anything to learn, it's that it doesn't matter where you started in the beginning. It's where you will end up on your journey that matters and what you do tomorrow that matters. And I love that because I we told him that tonight. You know, look, we know you had a rough start, but it does not matter. It doesn't matter how you started high school. What matters is how you finish. And what matters is what you choose to do tomorrow. And he's trying so hard And he's done such a turnaround with his grades, with everything, but it's a lot. It's stressful for a teenager, you know, to feel like he's been in the hole for so long and to try to dig his way out. And I'm so incredibly proud of him for doing that. And I told him that tonight, you know, because as parents, sometimes we can be very critical with our children because we want them to be the best But it's so important that we let them know every day how proud we are of them. Even 
If it's just the last few minutes before they go to sleep, letting them know how much you love them, treasure them, and how deeply proud you are of them. Because no matter what, and I told him this, I said, if you fall, what's the worst that's going to happen? You have to work a little harder to get back up again. It doesn't mean that you have to stay down. And you don't. And that's for anyone. It doesn't matter where you started. You know, so many people make one mistake and then they just want to give up. And if we did that, if people did that all of the time, we wouldn't have any of the amazing things we have today if people just decided to give up. Abraham Lincoln failed so many times and he never gave up. So many people failed at first and didn't give up. And if they had, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have um, computers and Apple, you know, they didn't succeed right away either. Uh, we wouldn't have the airplane because so many people tried at that and failed. And, you know, again, I love that failure. It's just a first attempt in learning. It doesn't mean you give up. It just means that you you learn, you make corrections, and you keep going. And no matter what you're dealing with in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter that you made a mistake, that you backtracked, that you didn't make it today. So what? Tomorrow's a new day. If I have a mistake that I make, let's say, okay, I I woke up and I thought that I had posted a podcast and I didn't. And then one of my listeners sent me a message, where's your podcast? Are you okay? And I could have said, oh my gosh, like I just can't even do this anymore. This is too much and I just quit. I could have done that. I wanted to do that. I wanted to actually say, oh my gosh, you're losing it. You need to like slow down. But I also know that that's just a lesson for me too. And in a way, it is a lesson of slow down and pay attention to what you're doing. But in another way, it's also don't beat yourself up. A mistake is not your burial. It is simply the universe's way of getting your attention and telling you, look, hey, try a different way. Go that way this time. It's not the end of the world. And you shouldn't beat yourself up over your past because it, it's just a moment in your life. It's not your life. It doesn't define you. And that's what I've tried to convey to my son. Look, your past doesn't define you. That was you three years ago, a year ago. That's not you now. I'm not the me I was a year ago, and I'm happy because I didn't really like that person. And that's probably one of the saddest things that I had to listen to was my son tell me that he didn't like himself. And we had a good cry. And I said, well, that's what we need to work on then. We need to work on that self-love because that's everything. And we had to convey to him that he mattered and that we didn't want to be in this world without him. And it's tough as a parent to listen to your child say things like that nobody cares about them or that that they don't really want to be here or that they don't think that they're good enough. And you know what? Those are all of the things that I said to myself a year ago. And where do you think that he learned that from? Partially. He learned from me. 
But I'm not going to beat myself up over it and say, look, they learned by your example. Because kids don't learn what we tell them. They learn what we show them. But what I can do is show him something different. That look, that was me a year ago. But this is me now. And I love the me I'm becoming. And you're going to love the you you're becoming. Because where you are now is not where you're going to be in six months from now. You can be a completely different person in a much better way. So for those of you who may be struggling with your past or just struggling in general, know that you don't have to struggle. It's okay to fall down. It's okay to lose it emotionally sometimes. We don't always have to have it all together 24-7. I'm not put together 24-7. I have moments in my life where I just sink down and cry just because I have to get out those emotions. But the important thing is that I don't stay in that place. And I have people that I go to who tell me to suck it up and stop being a victim. And they show me tough love, but I feel the love. I know that they are worried about me, concerned about me, I need people kicking my butt 24-7 too, just like you do. And many of you tell me that when I record my podcast, when I am speaking, that it sounds like I'm talking directly to you. And that's not a coincidence. It's because many of us have similar stories. In many ways, I am you. We are all one. We all have the same experiences. And that's why I know that I have to do what I do, not just for all of you out there, but for my son, for my kids, for anyone, for myself who needs to know and needs to learn that your past doesn't define you. You can be better tomorrow than you were today. And that it does get better. It gets better. Remember when you were in high school and you thought that life was going to suck forever because being in high school was terrible because you had to live under your parents' house and under their rule and you didn't have freedom? At least I did. I thought this is going to be horrible and life's, this is life. I don't like it. And then I got out on my own and things got a little better. And things get a little better every day. Every day that I wake up is a blessing. Every day that I have my children with me is a blessing. Every day that I have you all with me is a blessing. And what someone told me was to envision my children happy and successful. And I started doing that. And I had done that for a while, but I stopped. And I noticed when I had started doing that, that my son's attitude changed in in a good way. But I stopped doing that. And I don't know what made me stop. I don't know if I got cocky of like, oh, well, it's working. So I stopped. But once I started doing that again, I started envisioning the life that I wanted for myself, which included my children being close to me and being happy and having family of their own and being successful I got this feeling of 
just deep joy. Mostly because I know that that's going to happen. And that I don't need to worry. The worry doesn't do anything positive. The worry messes with your head. It gives you anxiety. It makes you feel crappy. There is nothing positive in the worry. But when you envision the success, the happiness, the joy, the life that you want and the life that you want your kids to have, there's a feeling of hope. There's a feeling of happiness and joy. And there's peace in that. So if you are struggling, try instead of worrying for your kids or whoever, try envisioning their happiness, joy, and success. And when you make that change, see what that does. I challenge you to try it. If you have children, Start envisioning their success. Start envisioning their happiness. Let go of the worry and the fear. You know, I ask Archangel Michael to be with my children every day and every evening. So if I'm doing that, there's nothing for me to worry about. I just envision their happiness because that's all I want for them. It truly is. And you can envision that for yourself as well. What would your life look like if you were totally happy and worry-free? Now I want you to start envisioning that. Let go of the worry. Let go of the anxiety. Embrace the happiness and the joy. That's when you can truly start enjoying it. And another piece of advice that I gave my son and that I've given you before is to live in the present moment. One of the things that he kept doing was worrying what was going to happen to him six months from now or three months from now. And I've told him, stop doing that. Just take it one day at a time. Put one foot in front of the other. That's all you need to worry about. We'll handle the rest when it comes. Worrying is not going to help you. It's just going to feed that anxiety. It's the overthinking and it's that ego part of the brain that wants to do that. It's trying to keep you safe, but all it's doing is keeping you frustrated, confused, and anxious. So it's time to, instead of feeding into all the fears, take a breath. Just stay in the present. That's where you're going to find your peace. I want to thank you for being with me today. I hope that this resonated with you, and if it did... If you could like this podcast, if you could subscribe, if you could leave me stars from iTunes or feedback from wherever you're listening, that would be amazing. I don't get paid to do this. I just do it because I want to help others. And so your feedback is a way to exchange energy with me that helps others because it helps others to find me as well. So it also helps me on my mission to help as many people as possible. So I want to thank you for doing that for those who already have and those who will thank you. I want to thank you for being here with me. If you want to work with me, there are so many ways. You can book a Reiki session, a past life regression, or a spiritual life coaching session, or even a reading. 
whatever you need. And I have, I have many different options. You know, my readings start at $35 and the life coaching sessions go up to $100, but you get a lot out of that. And I connect to my spiritual team when I work with you and I get exactly what I'm guided to give you. So you get what you're needed what you need to help you heal the most. So if you want to work with me, you can book online or you can contact me. Some people want to work with me and they're not really sure what they want, so they just contact me to get more information. That's perfectly fine. I love talking to you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you for being a part of my tribe. All of my contact information is in the description of the podcast, so any way you want to get a hold of me is perfectly fine. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you visit my website, make sure you subscribe because you will receive a free morning and evening meditation as my gift to you. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. I am sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.